everyone, welcome to another episode of Rapid Firing with Ashley. Today we are going to go wherever you <laughs> rapid fire. Yeah, rapid firing. So, of course, I have a guest today. I will ask you something. Let's get right to it. What do you think is the relevance of your faith, especially during this time? Relevance of my faith? Siguro, I'm at the point now where my faith is, uh, say, everything that drives me in whatever aspect, be it exercise or comic books, movies. Exercise? Paano? Paano dun? Oh, like, if I'm doing too much or, you know, I'm becoming too narcissistic <laughs> or vain <laughs> about it. Um, how does this uh, how, is it? how does this how does this equal my walk? Like how come I can be so vocal about my own body or my vanity? Muscles. My muscles. <laughs> oh, I have new muscles today. But I don't do I'm not at that same level with my faith. You know, when, when, when I, I, have, I do that self-check. Yeah. Or in movies or when, I, when I'm vocal about an actor. I worship John Mayer. Then I was in church the other, the other day. Was it the other day? It's fun. All of a sudden, it felt like I was part of a John Mayer cult already. Like, oh man, I'm not as vocal about, vocal about Jesus. So you know me last time? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, but I'm at that point where my faith is... Uh, it keeps me in check. I have to do a self-check every day. Okay, important. Meditation is important. Meditation on the word? Yeah. On my, yeah. And where I am. Like gauge yourself in your in your walk. Mm. How about you? I don't listen to her podcast, so I have no idea. How bad? No, no, you explain <laughs> one to me. Wait long. So what's the question? How do you find relevance in your faith? Through your faith? Especially during this time. I resonate with you where I think that every aspect of my life is just really encompassed and enveloped by my faith. But I think during this time, it's very, very important because I don't know if I shared this to you, but I've been telling this to others. By by your faith, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I was sharing to people before, often, that if I wasn't a believer during this time, I'd literally snap. Do you believe that? That if I wasn't a believer, especially during this time, 2020, lockdowns, mm-hmm. everything, I'd snap. No. Because you always snap at me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean more than that. Uh, yeah. Uh, like cut the cord? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, I agree. Yeah. So, I think just really the gospel, the good news of the gospel is... Re- is what really holds me at this crucial time. And I've been saying, there's this episode, like, two episodes ago, where I said na it's gonna get worse. Everything that's happening right now is gonna get worse. It, it's not like I'm making this up or something. It's some, You can read it in the, in the yeah. Bible. It's gonna get worse. People are gonna be lovers of the self. And when people are lovers of the self, you know what that would result to. So it, it's just really something that holds me during this time. And in the future and for always. Right. 
Oh, you're either one or the other. Yeah, yeah no, it's so binary. binary. No issue, no issue, man. Yeah. Like vaccine stuff. Like, yeah. No, you can't be no issue anymore. You have to be anti-vaxxer, pro-vax. Because if you say, yeah. if you say, someone asks you, are you vaccinated? And you say no. Yeah. Or I ask someone, are you vaccinated? It, it makes them feel like you're at the losing, yeah. losing side. Yeah. But I've asked you something. Do you think in faith, it's a black and white thing? Like in faith, huh? Being a believer, do you think it's a black and white thing? Like you're a believer of Christ or not? Interesting. No, no, wait, no, not really. No. Okay, qualify your answer. Because uh, in my head, yes, it's either you obey God or not, diba? It's uh, either you're a believer or not. But qualify your answer. I, hmm. Sa akin kasi, you can't really, like, I can't judge myself. Like you, if, and if you know Ashley, she was super... Um, <laughs> what are you gonna say? Uh, absence of faith, talaga na. Yeah. I was I was a Roman Catholic. I was at church. That's when I, I it would be a pain to drag Ashley to church and then see her face. Uh, oh, see her face and just feel like you're, she's tolerating things for you. Not super non-existent in faith, well. And then yeah, to see you here and me also as well. Mm-hmm. No, I can't say that it's a black and white thing you either believe or you, or you don't or you stumble and you never find it again because I don't know what Pastor Walt it really hit me that finds that relationship at the level a relationship with Christ at the level that even we who have been practicing our faith for years have not realized yeah. have not touched yeah because you know, it it takes, especially for where for people who went through what we came through, what we've been through, it takes loss and suffering to find, or to be at a level, level so low, where all you can, all you have, you have no choice but to look up. But, the conversion is a black and white thing. Is it, right? I mean... Conversion to from death to life is a black and white thing. No, I mean it's either like the black and white thing is you accept Jesus or not. It's really like that. Yeah, like what I said, like what Pastor Walter said, you never know when, uh, when and what level someone will get to know, come to know Christ. Yeah. So it's like you're a believer or not. Just the intensity of it or the gradual maturity of your faith is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, alam mo yung sinabi mo kayo na tungkol up, yun tungkol sa is gonna get worse or we're at the worst. Alam mo yun? I think there's something uh, with churches that we, especially among pastors, that people have to talk about. And then, especially with these protocols on Mondays, I think, I think that's a challenge for pastors also. And that's something that we really have to pray for us because... Well, yeah, they're trapped eh. They're trapped. Eh? Like the, the message on Sundays was about compromise. And you know, tolerance. Tolerance and compromise. And, uh, it really pains me when uh, the church, or not just archers, or when I see protocols where, where the the heads go, comply with minimum health protocols. And I get it. I get it. But they're trapped that we have to limit our members. We have to only the only the core team can attend and everyone has to attend. 
through online. And the the compromise there pains me every time I see it. What's the compromise there? Uh, you have to compromise with the government if you want to serve. And it is and it's so hard to see it knowing that we serve a government that does not uphold the, the Christian faith. And you see Bible study group and then they get a flat for having Bible study and then they, they close on the brown guys. And then Bible study, Bible study and then these these small uh, Bible study groups have to compromise, mm. tolerate it just so they could practice it. They have to hide. <laughs> they have yeah. to hide. And all right, don't tell anyone we're, we're exceeding 20 members. Just put your mask on or below your lips. Please have it there. But I was thinking, uh, because I, I, I listened to a podcast just last night, how the metaverse... What? Where everything is just ah, gonna be virtual. In the future, everything's gonna be virtual. In you know those dystopian movies that we watched before, like Sorrogate. I remember that. I think mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I forgot if it was a Bruce Willis movie where you're just at home and then your clone is the one in the world going about or where you're like the birth wall world will really be a reality how do you think the church will survive that and so many people <laughs> just really say that it's gonna happen yeah prayer how else did we how else have we survived prayer 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 yeah and you know just how we're gonna put on the compromises and the tolerances we find a way to connect with each other. Fellowship is different. No, but it's that's the thing. That no, the oh. So you Jesus will al- no wait. You will always to- you will always find connection with other people, bending virtually. But fellowship is another thing. Yeah, we'll put in there because you have the church where the online virtual stuff. You get together and just chat. Go to church and hear the message. But it's when you're together and you have the confidence and the comfort of um, sharing your struggles. Right, and well, experientially, we also we also experience na when the crisis hit, there was really a lag in fellowship. Parang people and, and when we when we meet with our fellowship groups, yeah. it's always a sentiment that people say na iba talaga pag magkakasama physically. Oh, yeah. Yung nga rin eh, kasi even among church members, meron yung mga, uh, the faith is strong, uh, they're believers and they pray, there is a prayerful family, but yung parang nasanay sila sa proximity. The comfort of being uh, in your own space, na uh, parang non fellowship na. Huh, yeah. no, I know a lot of people. Yeah, but fellowship is a spiritual discipline, right? It's something yeah. that believers are commanded to practice. Mm-hmm. Our purpose is to evangelize to reach out. What do you think about those people who say na you can do all that panaman in the virtual world? They don't see how it Im- everything that's happening right now and how it impacts the church when you can still do whatever 
you're doing. Like, online church. Online fellowship groups. Yeah. Uh, I think... We can pray for... The concern is that we all have our own burdens. Like, we want to reach out to a community where internet isn't as available. And uh, these are traditional people who prefer fellowship and face-to-face communication. Like me, I prefer those settings because it makes me feel at home. And like when I was looking for my own D group, my own discipleship group, I forgot to me that you have to go back to one. Even, that's why they call it home church, house churches. Because that's where you feel at home, that's where you feel like you have a place where you can have an influence or be influenced. Like that. Like me. I'm not... I was never techie. And I get that you, for the sake of Christ, you have to adjust. You have to you have to do all that. But going back to the concept of home churches, house churches. And discipleship. Or, and discipleship. You go where uh, you feel you can reach out. And I have a lot of friends and people who don't. Um, I who just can't get in touch with their spiritual side as much as as much as they can when they're in a community uh-huh. yeah face to face community yeah How? I guess yeah we have to adjust and be able to uh, reach out to each other when we <laughs> we have no choice uh, no choice eh? yeah and among we won't worship because we have no choice yeah. wouldn't we can but I, I always you know whenever these certain topics come Parang, there are so many stories about, you know, those countries who are really, like, anti-Jesus. Who they really go in secret, di ba? Oh, who, yeah, who, there we go. That's what I want. Yeah. So, parang... Alam mo yung sa Israel? Was sa Israel? Afghanistan? Di ba, Afghanistan, total takeover. Yeah, and then that story about that one church, the last church that fell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Afghanistan. Yon. Oh, yun, that's the, that's the one that really planted that seed in my heart. Don't these protocols are ridiculous and so we want to converge, we want to fellowship, we want to go to church. As part of that church, I mean, they were slaughtered, they were being killed and hunted just to prevent their practice. Yeah. But they converged underground church and they prayed and they prayed in that moment where the last, the last moments were recorded. Yeah. They were still praying and they were still sharing that the... Jesus the is worth it. Christ, and that Jesus is worth it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To their fellow churches, um, Across the nation. Yeah. And you know, you, know, you see these guys, they were in trouble. Yeah. Uh, they were, let's say, in the worldly yeah. sense, in the losing side, but they yeah, had that yeah. heart that they, they had that preference yeah. to be together when worse came to worse. I think that's a, I think that's one of the things that the world cannot understand about a believer. Because the, the world threatens death. The, the, the world threatens you with death but to a believer death has yeah, no sting man. I remember <laughs> I was yeah, really yeah. having a bad day yesterday and I was telling you know, I really want to be with Jesus already and as a believer and I was talking to a person this this afternoon who had a, a sister who passed away and this sister was saying that uh, just let me go, like don't, cause she had cancer ata. Tapos parang she was saying, just let me go, it's okay, ganyan. And then they're believers, and then I was, 
I was telling this person na, you know, as a believer, kasi you know talaga that that's the best life you can have. Your best life is not here. <laughs> Your best life is the one that will come. That's what sets believers apart, especially during this time. Because I, for example, I have, you guys already know about Mumneri. She's the most fearless person I've ever, <laughs> you know, one time. Mumneri and I, I wasn't a believer yet. We were, ha, I, I won't share the details of this story anymore. Pero parang, we were in a car. We were together. And then the driver was really so fast. And then we were looking at each other. And we really, really felt like it was going to be our last day on Earth. And I was already scared. Pero she was not. I mean, ang dami ng near-death experiences. But to a believer, kasi it's not... I mean, siguro, yeah, the method is scary, diba? The question is not, are you scared of dying? But maybe, like, how you will die? But there are so many. That's why the, the message last Sunday really uh, struck me. Sorry, yeah. Hindi, at yung, what's his name na? The one in Revelation. The first martyr in Asia. The one he was put inside the bull. And yeah. he was, he was <laughs> roasted. He was a doctor, and then he was roasted to death. And then, <laughs> yeah, and, and he didn't back out. And and that's what I always ask myself: like, you're in a time where the world is just really canceling your Jesus. How strong will you... Watering down your genes. Yeah. How strong will you stand up for your faith? Like, will you cower? Yeah. Will you cower? I'd like to think I won't. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't been tested. We, not now. Uh, yeah. I've ever been tested to that extent. And to, to lose absolutely everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a scary thought. I thought, I thought the one... There are times where I, can say, I think about those, those, the possibility of us being imprisoned for Christianity with everything that's happening, or being tortured. <laughs> it's just me imagining everything I read during the the Bible times. Bible times, not Sierra. Yeah. 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 Are you skinning alive? Oh. Yeah, the torture, the tortures before. Yeah. Oh, yun, 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 the, 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 the burning. Oh. Ah. So I can say, with a hint of confidence that I can handle being in prison for my faith. <laughs> but Lord. Wala pa yung ganun. Yeah. Ah, Lord. I said, may Jesus when he was on the cross. Uh, why have you forsaken me? Why have you forsaken me? Um, do not let me drink this wine. <laughs> no, in the garden, yon. You take this cup upon me, but your will be done. Ay, 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 oh, yun, yun, tama. Yun, 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 yun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the thing with, uh, that's one thing that I think, or I feel, needs to be talked about among churches also. Because with the COVID and... The culture now. The culture now. I think it's something that some pastors some church leaders have to step up in. Amen. Because this is warfare, and you know how it is with war. 
where yeah. war where there's war there's always conflict there's always loss yeah and where there's conflict there is a step back from Jesus mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's something well, something that uh, we as a church or as Christians have to be able to verbalize mm-hmm. yeah like uh, let's say let's say we have friends who have their hesitations about Sabihin lang natin vaccines or protocols, I mean, I think that's something that has to be talked about in church. But they're not talking about it. They're not talking about it. And we know people who who don't play it on the safe side. From, I, yeah, I heard, I heard this, it's okay. I heard this, then they say, ako rin eh, ito na yung nigga sa Fox eh. But it's a non-issue, they say. Like, why, 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 why would we talk in... about it in church when it's like, you can do whatever you want? No. What I'm saying is that uh, there are members who go with the conflict, who find that it's still an issue, who still have that conflict in their hearts. Where, sabi natin, my faith has convinced me not to take the vaccine. Or on the other hand, my faith has convinced me to take it. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I want. If that were me, it's something that I want to be able to address with my leaders, my spiritual yeah. leaders. Yeah. Because it, it is serious warfare. I mean, staring you apart. Like, man, um, yeah. I can't go to the mall. I can't watch movies anymore. Like, I'm not vaccinated. Or I can't enter a restaurant because I don't have a vaccine card. It's not just that. It's actually tearing families apart. Yeah. Oh, my. Even churches. Families, churches. Yeah. On friends. that level, nga, on that level, grab the warfare. Like, yeah, come on, man. people. Like, it's warfare. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's something that I wish we could, uh, members could address to their uh, leaders, to their group leaders, yeah. their priests or pastors. Yeah. Because, yeah, it is a warfare. I feel like uh, it's much more serious than it. Yeah, it's just, it's much more serious than just really taking it or not taking it. Oh, or just really yeah, everybody yeah. taking oh, it. Like, oh, I can I can't. Uh, my whole family is going to the restaurant and I'm the only one who doesn't have a vaccine card. <laughs> what do I do? Um, even pastors are scared. That uh, they can't go to yeah. ministry. Yeah, no, even pastors are scared of uh, what they might say and might not say. Oh. They're scared, yeah. of, scared of addressing it because, well, yeah, pro-world. Yeah. I'm not saying the world is, pastors are pro-world, but, yeah. you know, the world is harsh. Let's say winning. <laughs> Does it yeah. feel like it's winning, guys? Yeah. Anyway. So how do you navigate through these times? Um, I don't know. That's my struggle right now. Like, praying about it. I'm praying about it. Like, uh, at the end of the day, or most days, at the end of the, well, at the end of most days, it feels like, man, I'm losing again. God, I'm losing again. Where are they? <laughs> Make me feel your presence and your courage. Losing in what way? What do you mean? Yeah. I can see the conflict and I, I can see the conflict is getting worse not just for me for a lot of people for the world it's like elections but I was like uh, hmm we could vote for uh there's one that's a boxer Christian you're gonna be bashed oh, I want to vote for him because he's he'll fight for Christianity but I did my reading 
I do my reading. Now. <laughs> parang, ah, uh, hindi daw eh. Medyo, medyo, it's a gray area po daw siya sa practice. But I don't know. I don't want to judge him. But, yung mga convictions na gan, ah, you have to be able to question your biases also. Be, whether you're a Christian or not. Whether you're scared of what might happen if you get COVID or if you don't get COVID but you don't get the you don't do what they're mandating that you do uh, you have to be able to question your bias biases like can say you have to be able to ask yourself why you believe that uh-huh. why you feel like feel like that and how come you can't just see where they're coming from uh-huh. Yeah. But that's the thing, yeah. It's elections, elections. I mean, you can you have to be able to question your biases just because you're mad at the current administration. Or you're mad at the person threatening the current administration. But that's that's also something that I struggle with because like as a believer, your lens you view the world really with the lens of your faith. And your faith, the gospel, is really not, does not conform to the world. That's even said in the Bible, right? Yeah. Do not conform to the world. Yeah. So, parang, <laughs> it, it, it's so difficult. Because w- when you say all these things, we were, we were having a discussion, right? Na parang, with someone we know, na you can't, you know when 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 you decide on things like who to vote, whether to take this thing or not, it will always go back to like where are you coming from, right? Mm-hmm. A- and for a believer, we always use the lens of what does scripture say. And if we use that basis, it's not really gonna coincide with the world. So I think it will really come to a point where, as a Christian believer and as a follower of Christ, the world will really, you'll really feel like you don't belong to the world because you really Testing. don't belong Testing. to the world. You're set apart. So I think that's one of the struggles that we really need as Christians, to come to terms with and navigate in this time. Na, let's stop belonging to the world. Let's stop desiring to belong to the world because we are not citizens of this world. And if we push it and push it and push it, it's just really gonna make us feel lonely. And a lonely, discontent heart is really a place where the enemy can fester. Yeah, I think that's where self-check comes in. Because when you pray, or when you say, when you can say that you put everything um, on a plate to be presented to Christ. You have to be able to say that. I mean, to me, from my experience, you have to be able to say that without um, seeing it in the lens of self. Because when you put the self in the, on that plate, um you limit where you can be led to. Amen. Because I should pray. It's like that. Um, I have concern. I lift it up to God. And God answers. And then... Um, so yeah, he answers in your, favor, in your favor. And then you find it pleasurable, delightful. All that good stuff. And then it just goes down. It's taken away from you just like that. And all of a sudden, if you put 
uh, if you if you keep looking at that whilst putting yourself in there, you tend to limit the power of Christ. You li- you tend to limit guidance that He's giving. I mean, we don't know just because it's not favorable favorable to your circumstances now. It doesn't mean that He's no longer driving that car. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. He just took a detour that you're not familiar with. That's gonna be magnified right now and in the future like we are going to be having days and months and years where it feels like we're really pushed to the wall and we're gonna be tested in such a tremendous scale that we (laughs) have to really you know keep the faith and press on so what is your encouragement for believers and Christ followers who just really feel like every day they're losing in a world like this? Can you share a verse? Yeah, yeah. And another verse, but a story that I read like in the Bible. It's not the Gamaliel. See, uh, there's one thing, especially for me, the word, there's one thing that really hit me, that really struck me, especially uh, as an aspiring lawyer. You know, when... Uh, Two people quarrel, or when brothers quarrel, and then you bring a lawsuit amongst yourselves, then you have already lost. And then he asks that striking question: Why not rather be wrong? Why not rather suffer injustice? And for me, that was hard to take in because I was I studied the law, and I was raising a family of lawyers, and everything. Justice must be done. Gonna get in. So yeah, it's something that I ask myself. Why not rather be wrong? I know that it's not easy to deny yourself a sense of justice for misgivings. But when you get to, when you're able to focus the favor in God's eyes, that's something that the world cannot give. Isn't that why we're called to put to lift everything up to Him? And there's this one story that I liked, Gamaliel. I remember last our last episode you asked me who my favorite Bible character was and I gave a really cliche answer because I wasn't sure who my favorite character was. Jesus, you said Jesus. Jesus, number one. I remember this one guy, this one guy Gamaliel, who was a teacher of the law. It's not, it's not my favorite yet, but I find him very interesting. He said that uh, this was the time where uh, Saint Peter. We were uh, the Pharisees were looking for reasons to imprison them. They then, healed someone. Wala. Yeah, they healed yeah. someone. Don't you beggar Ben? Yeah. Yeah. But there was no law. Or there was no. Yeah, there was no law to imprison them, and then they called up Gamaliel, the teacher of law, and they said, "Can I have one of them for our own tomorrow? Tomorrow, I'm going to heal them." That's what he did. What he told the Pharisees were was that uh, he cited a list of names of people who use the name of God. For their own game. To influence people. That's what he said. You see these guys. Wait, I'll read this. He said, So in the present case, he's referring to, It's Peter. So in the present case, I tell you, Keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan, or this undertaking is of man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. That line. Impact on me, Robert. So, like, um, so my encouragement is to endure 
Mm-hmm. Just focus on God. Yeah. Focus on the things, family, friends, all the good stuff that allows you to appreciate, admire the blessings that you have. That'll lead you back to why you have these things, how you have these things, and just focus on those things. Blessings are everywhere. You know? like what I was saying a while ago. You don't put yourself in the the prayers that you lift up, but you rather you focus on God's intervention, God's presence in your life, mm-hmm. because it'll 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 hinder you from getting to the place where He wants you to be. Yeah, and to be God led, to be God driven is yeah. a blessing in itself. How about you? What's your encouragement? How do you encourage Mikey when? Uh, he's in that position where he's opposite of what he just said. Um, <laughs> do I encourage you well? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, when you were saying, Kanina, one thing that struck me is when I, I asked you, Kanina, how do you navigate a world like this? And you said prayer, and it's how we just really got by. Not just not just us, but really the believers, uh, the body of Christ. So, I think that's one thing that I'd encourage people to do. Right. Yeah. I-, I feel this sometimes. You know, when you're so overwhelmed with fear, mm-hmm. na you already <laughs> you think, nah, what's the use of praying? But it's during those times that you need to pray. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. It's the crucial time. When you feel like you don't need to pray, it's like it's a warning sign That's that you danger. need yeah, to pray. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's when it becomes dangerous. Right. Uh, you have completely confirmed, conformed to the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just pray when I'm at a loss. And I just also want to share this. Not one completely conformed, sorry. At that moment, <laughs> when you're in that moment um, stop, breathe ask yourself why am I not praying what's your answer during those times like why am I not praying yeah when you don't want to pray like oh, what are the possible answers to that question because I realize that I don't it... feel like praying I don't feel like I need to pray <laughs> like, yeah why not uh, God is working God is working. Why don't you just say that? Just to give you a reason not to pray. You just yeah. No, you yeah. don't pray because you believe that God is you working. No, those no like I can't. I have to be able to relate to at uh, some at some to some extent to be able to say that. You know, there there are days when I feel like ah, everything's in my favor, everything's good, everything's well, and then I'm not praying as much as. Uh, I do when I'm at, when I'm at a loss. Yeah. yeah. So, there are days where I feel guilty now. Why am I not praying? Yeah. Even uh, even a small goodnight prayer, you don't. But uh, it works in extremes, diba? When you're really also down. Mm. I, or no? No. I, uh, yeah. I tend to pray more. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I was just thinking about something. Okay. Sure. I would like to share this verse, these verses. I really also love, and it speaks to me. It's 2 Corinthians 4, 8 to 12. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. 
perplexed but not driven to despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Treasure in jars of clay. Yeah. Okay, so we know that it's a really, really tough time. That's actually understating where we are at right now. And as believers of Christ, it it seems so counterintuitive. But this is the time that we will be rejoicing. Mm -hmm. For we know that in this war, Jesus will win. And... We're at the side of Jesus. As long as you have Jesus, you're not yet. Yeah. God plus you is the majority. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I read that somewhere. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Speaking of minority, if uh, ever you want to voice it out, like what I was sharing about how we want to address it, uh, in churches, church settings, you can always talk to us. Really? Yeah. If you're feeling I'm minority, I kind of know where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> I know encouragement, especially during this time, and fellowship is very important. So, yeah. Okay, so we're. At the end of it already. Thank you for saying yes to this recording. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Later. Again. Okay. Bye. Thanks, guys.